Hi, I'm Justin Bruce, Upper School Learning Specialist and Faculty Advisor of the Honor Council, and welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today I'll be chatting with Honor Council President Maddox Powell and fifth grader Adeline Fine about Honor at Darlington, from our motto that says, Honor Above Everything, to the role and history of the Honor Council and more. Thank you all for joining us today. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Adeline and Maddox, thank you guys so much for being here. I've got a couple of questions for you. Um, these questions are all going to be around the Honor Council. And the first thing I, I want to talk about is, uh, or ask is, Adeline, your speech that you gave at Convocation was amazing. It really was. I mean, you did a phenomenal job. You looked confident. What you said uh, was really clear and really great. And I was wondering, first off, how many times did you practice that speech before you read it? Um, a lot. A lot. Like more than more than three. Yeah. Were you nervous getting up to talk in front of everybody? Really? I mean, it was the whole community. It was amazing. Well, tell me real quick if you can. And I'm not going to ask you to to give me the whole speech again, but. What would be, uh, if you had to summarize what you said, can you, for the people that may, uh, may not have been there, that didn't get a chance to hear what you said in person, what was your speech about and what are some of the maybe uh, important, most important parts that you think that you spoke about? Um, how if, so, if one person acts with honor, then sometimes it'll make other pe- others want to um, act with honor. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that was probably the most important thing, and I would have to agree with you 100%. Uh, Maddox, um, you are the president this year of our um, Honor Council, and uh, we say this all the time, but I want to know what you think about the idea that um, the Honor Council is the school's oldest form of government, right? It's the, it's the thing that's been around longer than anything else. It's student-led. Uh, uh, student run, student organized, um, and I feel like even my role as the uh, faculty advisor, I'm really just kind of there listening to you guys, um, and you know, I ask, I answer questions every now and then. But from my role, everything that you guys do is is completely run and organized by you guys, and you're the president of this thing. So, like, what what do you think about the idea that you're leading the school's oldest form of student government? Well, I mean, first of all, obviously it's an honor to hold this role and be able to lead the school and my peers on the Honor Council with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy it because it does give us that freedom to do it ourselves and we come up with the ideas. We're just given like a topic, like um, an advisory coming up in Mm -hmm. September. Um, I think it, it prepares us for the future. Um, and it helps others around us too that aren't on Honor Council by preparing them, keeping them in track, and teaching them like what they need to do or what they might have done wrong and not just punishing people but helping them. For sure, yeah. Um, I just, I know before I came to Darlington, you know, I was a part of a lot of meetings, uh, but they, none of them were really student-led meetings, so I was, I was really impressed when I got here uh, all those years ago and saw the Honor Council and some other student organizations like running their own meetings. It was, it was really pretty impressive. Adeline, next question is for you. Um, I think most people out there want to know and would like to you know, believe that um, at the lower school and uh, the middle school that our students 
are learning to not lie, not cheat, and not steal. And so my question is, who talks to you guys about that kind of stuff down there? Is this something that, you know, the your parents just talk about or your guardians or your grandparents is this something that the teachers talk about how are you guys learning about the idea of honor who talks about it the most um well at flagpole um we our motto we say honor above everything and if someone like lies then our teachers will remind us that we're supposed to be honorable okay and but also of course my parents also teach us not to lie and cheat. Yeah, and still. Um, I almost had like a lions and tigers and bears on my moment there in my head. The, um, you know, I think what, what it sounds like you're saying, Adeline, is like it's definitely a community thing. I mean, obviously, as parents, we want to talk about it, but your teachers are talking about it. You guys are reciting this every single day at Flagpole, so it's, it's in your mind. It's, it's something that's, that uh, is talked about often, and I think that's maybe um, one thing that helps continue to build the culture of you know having a community where, where students are, are not lying cheating or stealing um, thank you for that Maddox I feel like um, from 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 the cases that I've sat in and the, the things that I've been involved with with the Honor Council it seems to me that the majority of our honor violations in the upper school revolve around cheating um, and uh, my first question would be do you agree with that and the second part of that is, in your opinion, what is the one thing that, um, for, a, for a student that's been um, accused and, um, of cheating and um, we have the meeting, what's the one thing that you feel like that that student could have done in advance to keep them from getting in that position? Uh, first of all, I agree. Um, the majority of our cases are cheating, whether it be on a homework assignment, a quiz, a test, an essay in an English class. Because we've got the chat GPT stuff happening now. Mm -hmm. That's another world that recently. Done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the main reason that I can see is procrastination. People okay. just don't want to get their work done on time, and then they think they can get off easy and just not do it but let someone else or let like chat gpt do it for them um and so they're just not doing it on time right and then trying to get away with it and yeah teachers catch them I, I would agree i think i think uh you know at the end of the day when it's all said and done um students are have just found themselves in a position where they weren't prepared and they tried to rush to get something done or they try to do it a really quick easy way um and you know, I'll say this from the from a teacher's perspective. You know, teachers are human, emotional beings, just like everybody. And so, um, I can't think of many instances where if a student came to a teacher and very respectfully, very humbly uh, explained the situation um, and uh, requested possibly uh, an extension, um, that there wouldn't be a good conversation around that. You know. Depending on how you ask the question, there's a good chance that you know the teacher would would grant that, it, pending that you weren't just sitting around doing nothing for four days. Um, but if your situation you know needs an extension and you ask for that politely, I think most teachers would probably uh, hear that conversation. Yes, sir, I agree with that. Um, one thing I would say is dorm students. It's not all dorm students coming for us for cheating, but 
some of them do and I feel like that's a problem of they're here on their own it's a boarding school they don't have like their parents looking over mm -hmm. them so there's no one telling them to do their homework right. and so they do just sit there for a few days and not do it so yeah. I don't really have an excuse yeah there's definitely a level of time management that our dorm students are um, are really forced into you know compared to like what it was like for me when I had I had mom and dad like over my shoulder every night, you know, and, mm. um, you know, so I think there's pros and cons, you know, the students who figure that out are super set up for success, I think, but I think you're right. There's definitely a level of uh, responsibility and maturity that our dorm students uh, have to display for sure. Yes, um, Adeline, let's say that someone does lie or cheat or steal, all right? Um, what happens at the, uh, I mean, what happens at the lower school or middle school? I mean, do you... Do you, you know, and, and when I was in school, you got sent to the principal's office. I mean, what is, what, what, do you, what happens to a student that possibly has an honor violation down at the lower school? Um, sometimes they'll walk at break or they'll have a, like a warning. Okay. And yeah. So there's consequences there that, um, you know, and I know, I know uh, how much you guys love your break. So if you were happen to lose that break, that's something that would not be good. Is that what you're saying? Um, Maddox, the process of the upper school, um, you know, is pretty unique. And so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what that process is for someone who has possibly broken the honor code. And I, really, really three things. The idea of a teachable moment. I want you to, to talk about that. Um, this idea of the executive cases and then the full cases. So what's the difference between these three things? Teachable moment executive case and full case so starting off with the teachable moment um, they don't actually come before the honor council it's seen as their first offense teacher gives them a warning they might have to redo the assignment or something like that depending on what the teacher decides it gets reported to student life of course mm -hmm. um, and like I said it's just kind of a warning for them for the first offense and then after that you have executive cases and full cases. Okay. What's the difference between those two? Executive cases is just like, say, upperclassmen who are elected onto the executive committee of the Honor Council. And you go only before that certain group if you admit to it. So if you cheat and you say, yeah, I cheated, I did this, or I used ChatGPT, and they accept it, then they might have a little less of a punishment and they just come before a smaller group Gotcha. versus a full case if they keep just saying no I didn't steal anything or no I didn't cheat it it was my work mm -hmm. um, they come before everyone which I think is roughly 10 students mm -hmm. um, so we all are in that meeting we listen to what they have to say their reasoning of why they might not have done it and then we make our decision, and if we find them guilty, then it might be a little worse than if they had accepted it. Right. And, and I think it's important to note, too, this is something that I think a lot of people forget. When we have our full cases um, and we come, we, we come to a conclusion, um, I think it's important to note that um, y'all's decision is a recommendation. I think a lot of people think that the Honor Council uh, decides what's going to happen, and that's what's going to happen. Now. Most of the time, that is what happened. But I think it's important to note that the Honor Council simply gives a recommendation to, um, to Mr. Woods and Mr. Bell. I think that's a very good point because that is true. We just recommend it. And as you said, it does go that way a lot of the time. But I like it because it gives us 
our chance to decide and like see what we think about this. Mm-hmm. But if we're wrong, we can be corrected and sure. we don't like say ruin a student's life. Sure. I mean, there's a nice balance of power there, I think. Yes, sir. Um, Adeline, here's an important question for you. Okay. So my daughter, Annie Ruth, is in, is in your grade, in your class. If Annie Ruth came down with a credit card that said Justin Bruce on it, would you let the teacher know? Yes. Okay, thank you so much. I'm glad you said that. Um, I hope that never happens, but it makes me feel good to know that you would do that if that. In all seriousness, we kind of have a culture, I feel like, where a lot of stuff doesn't, doesn't really get messed with a lot. Um, now, I don't think it's smart in any circumstance to leave a $100 bill in your book bag sitting in the hallway. It's just not a good idea anywhere. But I've been down to the lower school and the middle school, and I see people leaving their golf clubs you know, in the, in the corner. I see people with their football equipment, uh, book bags, you know, sat uh, in, in, up against the wall. I don't think you guys lock, y'all's lockers have locks on them, right? What is, how does it make you feel to go to a place, uh, go to school at a place where you don't really have to worry so much about your stuff getting taken and stolen um, or, or broken? Um, well, it makes me feel like our school is very good about like honoring each other's things and not cheating and stealing and we've been taught well and it's safe. I think safe's a great word. What do you what do you think about this question, Maddox? Because I mean, we see book bags. We could go out right now and see you know book bags all down the hallway, going uh, into the lunchroom. We've got people that have their personal items in the in the Huffman Center, um, and I feel like it's very rare that we have anything messed with. What does it feel like to go to a place where you really don't have to worry too much about your stuff being messed with? I feel like it gives a sense of freedom as well as if you're around people. Um, who don't steal or go through your stuff, it teaches you not to. Um, and so for the future, you'll leave other people's stuff alone and leave their belongings how they are because you don't want someone to come and take yours, so why would you take theirs? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like there's a level of respect uh, when you can leave something sitting out and know that it's not going to be messed with. You know, and I've seen some really nice golf clubs sitting around here, Maddox, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, but I've never taken one and gone out and hitting golf balls in the chapel lawn, I can assure you. Um, last question for you guys, Adeline. What does honor mean to you? Um, it means that we're doing things, th- we're doing the right thing even when no one's watching. Mm-hmm. Like if the teacher walks out of the room and all the kids just start acting up, they're not being honorable. But if the teacher walks out of the room and all the kids are doing the right thing, then that makes the teacher proud. I agree completely. Matt, what does honor mean to you? Um, I agree with that as well. And it just, like I said, it teaches you for the future here at Darlington especially because it is a very honorable community, I feel. But honor is, like she said, doing the right thing. But you have to understand as well, not everyone can do that all the time. Everyone makes mistakes. We're humans. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to know, if there's a decision, you have to try and make the best one. Like, even if it's neither a good choice, see if you can choose the best one. And if you make a mistake, admit it, own up to it, maybe tell someone if you need to, and... Don't just try and keep it quiet or sweep it under the rug and lie about it. Yeah. that makes it worse. 
Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great word there, Maddox. Well, we're glad you tuned in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org slash podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for future episodes, please send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication and advancement teams, and the intro music is alumni produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org slash podcast.